If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. This is The Change Physician, episode 232. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor, with my co-host, Dr. Kevin Kakaro, on this first day of 2023. Okay. And what better topic to discuss than goals for 2023? It's like the most common uh, content of most people's emails um, from anyone you're subscribed to. Um, but I thought it'd be a good place to, to start and maybe have a conversation about that, because uh, there is in my opinion, no right or wrong way. It's what works for you. But uh, any thoughts from the top, Kevin, about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think goal setting is really interesting. There's entire industries built around this. Um, I mean, it does depend on what you're being subscribed to, like if you're most kind of these business person development things. Um, you know, it's really interesting because like business oriented groups are, well, I shouldn't say that, entrepreneurial based groups are really around goal setting and focus. Um, but it's something that gets talked about. And I think there's, well, I think there's two broad categories here. One is that the, the new year people make resolutions. And then there's using the new year and the setting of goal creation. And those have some overlap, but they're not exactly the same thing. And resolutions being the most common one, people are saying, oh, this is what I want to do, or this is what I want. I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to, I don't know. It's been so long since I've done a resolution. Um, and a lot of times resolutions are framed in a negative, you know, mm -hmm. I want to lose 10 pounds or I don't want to do this, or I want to stop drinking. Yeah. Uh, so, and so that's yanking probably something out, <laughs> yanking something out. So that's probably people's usual, usual kind of introduction to the new year and resolutions. Um, they also don't tend to last very long. What they say is like almost 90% by six weeks have failed, or I shouldn't say failed, have had a, a setback. A lot of times people recover from um, but the goal setting thing is a little bit different. Um, I will tell you, I was never one to set goals. I didn't even know what the hell goal setting was for probably the first three decades of my life, at least. <laughs> um, the only time I ever was kind of introduced, you know, you hear people, oh, what's your goal? What's your goal? And they're always these big, I want to become an astronaut. Oh, I want to become a doctor or whatever in kids. But there was never this like intentionality behind it until... Um, I listened to uh, Tony Robbins' Get the Edge program, which was from an infomercial. And I probably said this story a long time ago as I was up in the middle of the night with my son, who was an infant, because my wife and I would switch. She would stay up late and I would get up early. And he had his infomercials, if you guys remember inform infomercials in the middle of the night. And it's like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. And I bought the program and it was quite expensive for an intern, like 300 bucks for this CD thing. And I put it in my car as I was driving to work in my, my CD player, if they still have those. And literally, um, I was like, ah, I have a 45-minute commute in the morning. And sometimes it's over an hour, two hours coming home because we lived in the Chicago area. Like, this is the time I'm going to use this stuff. And the first thing that Tony said was, don't do this in your car. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so that that got set in my um, – I, I kept that for a long time until I was deployed. So in 2008, I was deployed to Djibouti. I had all this extra time. I brought that program with me and started it. And that was the first time I started thinking intentionally about goals. Yeah. Now that being said, um, 
the way that Tony Robbins did it at that time was really sort of large. I mean, it was like, it was this whole exercise and you were supposed to write out all your wants in your life. And what do you want? I don't know, but physical things that you want and what this you want or, or whatever. Um, but it was really interesting just to kind of start that process and, and to be able to dream. So that was 20, 2008. What year are we in? This is 2023. Holy crap. That's 15 years ago. <laughs> and I will, um, I will agree with what you said right off the bat is my experience is that there's no perfect way to do this. There's a lot of trial and error. So I'm kind of, what, when, what were your early experiences with goal setting and what have you found along the way? You know, as you were talking, I, I was pulling up, oh, there's so many weird things right now that just like hit me because when I think of the first motivational or personal development goal setting person, you know, I think, you know, I think of, I do think of seven habits of highly effective people of, um, uh, I'll make sure that's the right author Carnegie. No, what, what's the, uh, is that Covey resident? Covey, Stephen Covey. Um, but then I was like, wait a minute. I remember finding, I don't know if my mother had them or if I found them somewhere, but I remember cassette tapes with Zig Ziglar. Oh yeah. He would be. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just pulling up a Wikipedia. His first book was the year I was born, 1974. And I remember, I, I don't remember the, the name of the Zig Ziglar, like thing it was all like you pop them in the little holes in that binder looking thing and I remember just listening to them I don't know if this like wired me for this or I was just drawn to it because I'm kind of wired for that um but you know a lot of his stuff is about goals and and performance and um I think see you at the top uh secrets of closing the sale how to develop excellence in yourself and others uh, embrace the struggle. It's just so weird. I'm like, we're looking at all these things. And then the weirdest thing is he died in 2012 in Plano, Texas, where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I didn't know he was living there. Um, I assume he was living there because he died there. But um, anyway, <laughs> so I, I'm just thinking Zig Ziglar, <laughs> Zig Ziglar and um, uh, Tony Robbins was another one, but Stephen Covey, I, I got completely like transfixed by motivational quotes and i would go to the successories i think was the book the the store where you could buy like stationery um and then i got into that successory stuff even more and then i think mac somebody owned that company i even wrote a personal letter to the owner ceo of that company got a return personal letter from him um anyway so obviously i've been always kind of drawn into that, you know, personal development thing, um, and goal setting. So the whole process of it though, I think you can very easily be a, a superficial, even the successory stuff. You can put posters up and like businesses can say, this is our goals. This is what we're about, but what's the substance like is in a, alignment. So the reason I say that is you can just say these goals and it's nice to put them on paper, but I've found it's difficult to uh, be patient enough to like dig deep in yourself to like figure out the whys. What do you really want? Not just, Oh, this seems nice. This, this sounds like a great idea. Like you chase these things, which sometimes can be helpful to get you places, but I think you can't do it. Uh, it the hardest work is doing 
the goals inside of you. Um, doing is easy for me in most cases, just doing things, but to really understand yourself and make sure you're in the right trajectory, like you're going in the path, like you can go that path and realize, oh, that really wasn't what I probably want to do truly, but I'm following the steps for those goals, you know? So um, I don't know if I'm answering your, your question, but I found it exciting, exhilarating, fun. And for a task person and check off list, to-do list, it's, it, it's feels nice. But then when you get to where you're this goal, like, is this really the goal that's best for you? That's where I feel like sometimes I have to like change directions a lot. Um, so I find it very, um, confusing and fun, if that makes any sense. So it's sometimes you don't have clarity in what you want. And that's like the struggle of life. I think sometimes for some people, but, um, the, the ritual and doing the things it, that part can be easier. Um, does that make sense? I, I kind of, but I think it, it sort of summarizes, <laughs> well, I, I think it sort of summarizes the problem with goals and goal setting, right. Yeah. Is like anything is, is, you know, what is it? Why is it important? How do you execute it? Kind of a deal. Yeah. And with goals, or at least with goal setting, there is the first, the, the process of even kind of recognizing what a goal is. And then there's the actual process of designing a path towards that goal. Mm -hmm. And, but a lot of this gets kind of wrapped up into the, um, what's, you know, the, 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 there's the fun stuff of like, oh, well, let's make a, you know, a vision board or aspirations and write down whatever you want. And that, um, or the promise that gets sold. So there's a one thing with a lot and in the sort of personal development kind of realm with like Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and, and um, uh, Anthony Robbins and all that stuff is uh, there's a sales process that has a lot of like motivation saying like, oh, this is going to be the awesomest thing in the world. All I have to do is do this and my life is solved. <laughs> right? And so it becomes very easy to kind of flip, to fall into it. And I think that's why they get a lot of, um, a lot of pushback is when the sales don't, I should say the sales and marketing materials don't match uh, the outcomes for most people. And that's because the sales and outcome or the sales and, and, and uh, marketing aspect of it is really building up this burning desire without really telling you how to execute it. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I find them fascinating because of the difficulty that's inherent in them and how do you execute Right. So you're, a, so you, you touched on this thing about the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. Mm -hmm. You can have a, you can be very efficient in yeah. how you execute something, mm -hmm. but if that's not going to where you want to go, you can end up where you don't want to be. You know, that's, mm -hmm. it's like, there's this thing, like the best example I've heard about that is if you're canoeing, you can be really great at canoeing a, a, uh, uh your boat. But if you're on the wrong river, it doesn't matter how hard or how fast or however, how good you are at canoeing that thing, right? That's totally efficient, but it's not effective at all. So it's really kind of identifying, are you where you want to be or where, or are you correct in where you want to go? And um, I think that's the difference between an outcome-based goal and a process-oriented goal. And we sort of need a mixture of both. So a yeah. lot of early goal setting is, you know, what is it that you want? And then you're supposed to brainstorm this idea. Well, I want a, you know, a, a, I want a million dollars. I want to live on the beach. I want a vacation home. I want to go on six vacations. I mean, all this kind of crazy stuff that's that's achievable, I guess. Um, 
but there's sort of just this aspirational thing. And really we need to be, um, well, I shouldn't say we, for me, that was kind of the early goal oriented process was writing this stuff out, mm-hmm. you know, and it was all this aspirational stuff. And then you were supposed to do it in time intervals. I think there was like, you know, what do you want to accomplish in your life? What do you want in 10 years and five years or whatever? And if you write it down and then it'll just magically kind of be in your subconscious and then you'll get it. And there, there is a little bit of, of truth to that, that be by simply writing things down, we can increase sort of a, an inherent awareness around them. And we may actually choose default options more towards that. Um, but there's a lot of risk involved in that as well. And I would certainly say as I am tracking my stuff again, as I started doing this in 2008 and I have most of, most of my papers that have done this, it, it, you can, you start seeing patterns of where they don't work. So I have tons and tons of years and years and years of, of learning, which is a better name for failing because of what I wrote down never occurred. Right. And um, ultimately I'd say with the last three years, what I've been really much, much more focused on is process versus outcome. So c- instead of having this firm fixed desire of seeing what it is that I want, mm-hmm. I have a more nebulous idea of what that is. And I'm focused much more on the processes involved to kind of being there. So what would be an example of that? Health, um, health is a, is a big one. So instead of saying, I want to lose like, you know, 20 pounds, or I want to be, I don't know, lift, I, I try to, I don't even do bench presses anymore, but if I want to bench like 250 pounds or something like that, is that outcome? I started focusing on just what am I going to be doing daily? Yeah. So I have a very daily, like uh, this last year, like this is the current year. So I'll just show you what, so I'll write stuff down on a piece of paper and I mm-hmm. se- separate them in sort of life domains. And then I focus very much, um, particularly for the health-related ones, on what I'm going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Because I know um, I'm inherently a lazy person, Mm -hmm. I don't, like some people say, make these goals, you make make them so hard that if you only get 50% of the way, you've accomplished something. That doesn't work for me. (laughs) Because even if I achieve 50%, my brain has this huge like loss aversion thing. And all I see is I didn't get to where I was supposed to be. And then I don't see any of the progress that I made. So I really will focus on, on a health related goal. I'll focus on little stupid, simple things that I can do every day that I know if I consistently do it every day will help me, but are so ridiculously simple to initiate that if I don't do them, I have to basically tell, you know, you didn't do this because you are just flat out lazy. Like there's no excuse. There's no time involved with this. You are just don't want to do it. And if I choose then not to do it, which I have done a couple of times over the last year, mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but it becomes much more hard to, um, to avoid it. Does that, does that sort of make sense? So it's focusing on a yeah. process that you can't avoid with a kind of an end goal. That's less, less specific. So I, I'm very specific on little tiny baby steps and less specific on the outcome Mm-hmm. which is kind of the different, that's sort of different than a lot of these things are framed is be very, very specific on your end goal. And then sort of your, your process, how you get there may, you know, kind of guide you along the way. Yeah. What I find interesting is that sometimes people, so, so you already know the behavior and the habit that's healthy or that 
will help you achieve something better, like stronger. You know what it takes to get stronger, to adapt the body in that direction. But I think sometimes people say, well, what's your goal? Like, okay, I want to put on 10 pounds of muscle, or I want to lose 20 pounds of fat or change my body fat percentage. Okay, then reverse engineer that. What would it take to get to that place? So I can understand both directions. Like if you inherently know that you just want to be stronger, leaner, which is some of personal goals that I'll speak about, like, you know that you need to do more than what you're doing now to do the activity that can get you in that direction and then see what that habit creates because you know your habits create your results. And so if those results aren't leading you quite yet where you want to be and you want to modify them to up the ante, so to speak, then you can modify them again down the road. So I, I think you can go from either direction. It's like you said, you have to have an awareness about how your brain is interpreting oh, I'm a complete failure if I don't reach that goal versus like, I'm going to just focus on progress and process. And then that gives you the the confidence and the competence to get to that next level. So it doesn't really matter. You just, you know, you just focus on really what we should be focusing on the journey, but you just need to know what those things are to make that journey have more progress. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And that brings up this whole idea of there's no, there's no perfect progress for everyone. Right. And there's no perfect method for what, um, for a specific domain, like a life domain. So, so we haven't kind of touched on that as much, but you can kind of, if you kind of take your life and you kind of divide it into factors and there's generally three big ones for most people, there just happen to be the three marketing realms. There's, you know, finance and wealth, there's health. And then there's like self-development or, or relationships, yeah. you know, I kind of look at it as in four basically is health, wealth, relationships, and then self being the sort of personal development kind of key. That would be who am I as a person getting better? That is kind of the max domain thing. Um, and so I've noticed on that, the different domains require different approaches. Mm-hmm. Health for me, that's the, you know, that's what I'm, I have to make things very, very simple and consistent steps. And so when I'm setting health related goals, particularly for something that's like a long-term, that's when it's like, literally I'm going to do, I know I need to, I want to focus on strength, flexibility, and balance for the incoming year. Mm-hmm. So the strength things I've been doing is, is last year I started, I was like 25 pushups a day, 25 squats a day. Those mm-hmm. are major muscle groups. And then it happened six months in, I was like, this is too easy. So then I, I didn't add 50, you know, 25 more. I added five and then I'm going to do another five and I'll probably do every five, every, every six months or so. Right. So that's becomes, if you're doing 25 squats and 25 pushups a day, you're not going to become ripped, but you're not going to lose strength. Mm-hmm. And if you're tuning consistently and add a little bit more and I, you know, alter the pushups and alter the type of squats, you, you're going to, you're going to develop something. It's just going to take some time. So the, I focus on the, oh, and, and flexibility is my new one this year. So strength, flexibility, and balance. Mm-hmm. You guys have heard about my Rev Balance Board, which is my baby that I bought last July. Mm-hmm. I do balancing board every day. I do my daily squats. I do my daily push-ups. And then now I've added a really simple, basically stretch to the sky and then touch your toes. And I do that five times at the end. And that's my new stretch thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just sort of your like daily routine, right? And then there, that's not the only thing I'm doing in health because I offer my kettlebell thing. But if I only do that basic thing every day, 
and slowly build over time um, for that particular domain, I, I'm pretty happy with that. And then, well, except, and then the other only other thing is the eating task, but because I am trying to lose some weight and I'm doing that um, by really just being more intentional about tracking my weight. You know, that thing about what gets measured matters. So watching my weight, not being totally crazy about it, but just watching intake and what I'm eating on um, around that number. And if it's trending down, then I'm doing okay. And if it goes up, then I start, you know, being more attentive to what I'm, what I'm eating in that week or two. So mm -hmm. that domain for me requires stupid, simple process oriented day-to-day -day activity that I can't, or I should say it's very, very difficult for me to ignore right. versus another domain, say the wealth domain, which for um, that was that that particular process when it came to like savings goals was very, very um, fluid early. So back in 2008, when I first did it, you know, I, I recognized there was a couple numbers that I was looking toward. I recognized the long-term ones, but um, just from the nature of work, that became very easy to start the process on because there were tools that were all invo already involved. And when those, if you were an employee, and at that time I was in the Navy, that tool was your um, pre-tax retirement account. So how do you fiddle with that number to max it out as fast as you possibly can throughout the year mm -hmm. and just make sure that you were dumping the most that you possibly could. And um, it, that's kind of the, like once I kind of, the more that you can focus things into the background where you don't have to consciously thinking about them and it was really, really easy with the savings goals. I think that's mm -hmm. probably one of the reasons it's, I still think that's probably one of the easiest ones to do if you kind of set things on autopilot. Um, then, then as long as you kind of, you know, you set the direction, but then everything else is working in the background. And then this thing, this brain that doesn't have to overthink it. So that's a different domain. You don't really need stupid, simple daily goals. All you have to do is kind of set it and then mm -hmm. make sure that the tools are in place and forget it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why don't you uh, talk about the rest of your goals since you started out with them? No, with my first goals. Okay. <laughs> well, you well, talked <laughs> about your like you know, health, yeah, wealth, relationships, and self. And I, I'll tell you from, um, so the easiest one that has been for me has been the financial one. And that really comes as just the default options. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, um, so this particular year, it, it, it's, it's just kind of setting up like, it's the same, it's just maxing out pre-tax contributions. I have two kids, I have one kid in college, I have another one that's gonna be starting and sort of making some kind of background savings things to, to enable us to do that. Um, being a little bit more conscientious about what our spending habits are. We don't do budgets in any way, shape or form, but I do sort of monitor where the money goes in and out. Um, and so that's probably the easiest one for me. And then I also have a long-term goal. So, uh, you know, my interest is around, we've talked about in change position a little bit is developing kind of a transition to when you're true, true financial independent. I have a time frame on that within the, probably the next five to seven years, seven years is the long end. It's probably going to be sooner than that. Um, and so I'm looking at numbers there and I kind of crunch things out and things are going very well. So that's kind of the easiest one for me. Um, the health one is the one that I struggled on for a long period of time. And um, so when it comes to health, like I just talked about, for health-related goals, I kind of look at the big criteria, strength, 
flexibility, balance, and then kind of body composition. And then I target, I target those. And so the last, you know, the last couple of years has been really on strength and kind of muscle. And then I'm adding in that balance this year. And I really, really enjoy that. So I kind of continue doing that. The mm -hmm. flexibility is a new one that I know has been important. I can, you know, I've been able to touch my toes, but I'm going to be focusing more on trying to develop that flexibility in a way that's stupid, simple. And then um, I'm trying to increase this year. I hate the word try, you know, it's like, the, you know, do or not do, but there is no try kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the newest one um, that will be interesting to see how it plans out because most of the time, if we can, if I can, if I plan a goal and I can initiate it that day and kind of start the process, like I've already have for that really super flexibility exercise, I know I have a really good chance for success. If it's something that I haven't initiated yet, despite the plan, that's one I'm going to have to watch. And so one of the things I want to do is increase walking as a habit. We know that's very healthy. That's mm -hmm. not only just for general health, but it gets you outside and seeing stuff. Um, and so my goal is to do basically a walk three times a week. So now what I'm trying to identify is when does that, like I'm using all my cognitive demand right now in this next week to identify when is the when seems to be the stupid, simple time for me to do that. Like, what can I set that to create a habit? So those are health habits. Then the wealth one is not necessarily ha habit as much as it's quite a, a level of awareness with a lot of default setting. Um, the other two, the relationships and the self are the ones I'm probably struggling the most with. So um, relationship is family, spouse, friends. Um, for my spouse, I'm very aware of the fact that our youngest is going to be going to college next year. And so we're going to be tri transitioning into a two member household, mm -hmm. which can create, can changes the dynamic. Mm -hmm. And then other thing, um, is we have not ever had a period of time when it's just us mm -hmm. without massive demands on our time. We met during medical school. We dated during our second and third year. Wait. Yeah, for dated for two years of medical school. We got married in our third year of medical school. We had our first child during internship. We had our second child during our third years of residency. We had young kids when we were transitioning. I mean, so it has been, it's just been, that's how it is. Yeah. So I'm, I am really trying to increase that because I know we're going to be transitioning into a realm where our kids are going out and it's going to be more of just the two of us. And uh, we've talked about multiple times on the change position that probably the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is who you partner with. Yes, absolutely. So I'm trying to kind of figure that out a little bit. And then the other part is, um, is close connection. So I've been following this kind of transition. I, I hate the word retirement transition things and the people who've done, who have, one of the things that has been associated with successful, whatever that means, happy retirees or happy people who kind of transition to that is having four plus close connections. And um, I have old friends from high school that don't live around me and I have my wife. And then we have some acquaintance in nearby. So how then, so the question is like, how do you make new good friends as an adult? Yeah. I still don't have good answers for that. Like, so I'm, I'm literally in the process of brainstorming that it's not looking too good right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so that's, so that's what I'm aware of. And it's, and if I don't get it this year, I know it's going to be there next year. Cause it's something that I've identified as being very important. And then the last one is um, 
kind of the self goal. And these are meaningful activities. This is another one that has been very challenging for me. Um, prior to the change position, you know, I worked for myself. I did a lot of pain education. Uh, that was very motivating to me. Um, it also was extraordinarily painful. Uh, I mean, it was, it was really hard, the whole process when you're, you know, and we've talked about that in other yeah. episodes. And try, trying to re-identify meaningful activities has been very, very difficult. So I am actually trying to find, um, I've identified some things that I'm really interested in or is really interested in then trying to initiate them. The problem is, is with some of these, particularly the, the physical activities, is I, can't, I haven't been able to figure out how to make them stupid simple. So um, board sports, I'm interested in board sports. I fell into discovering this thing called wing foiling just online, which is where you're on a board and then that has a little foil that lifts it up. And then there's an actual like this uh, inflatable, looks like a kite and you can basically hold it with your hands. And I was like, this looks awesome to me because I had previously <laughs> been interested in kite surfing, but there's all those lines and there's a lot of complex stuff with it. And I'm like, that's simple. There's no lines. I don't have to worry about it. Um, so I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm trying to add some of these other activities, but literally the big thing I have is I don't know how to build a habit out of them because I don't have a lake in my backyard. Yeah. You know, the other one is like archery. Archery might be fun to do. I think my neighbors would complain if I was shooting bows and arrows <laughs> and, you know, you know, arrows in my backyard because I might kill on, I kill one of the walkers. We have a lot of walkers around here. So that's, it's, um, those are a little bit more challenging because I'm trying to build things that are habits around them. And yet I can't find those particular ones. I can't develop a habit around other than the board aspect. I can get on my balance board every day. That's easy. Yeah. Wow. There's been a lot of thought. Well, there is a lot of thought and a lot yeah. of it is, um, I mean, we, I think we've talked about this is I, my brain loves to hang out in the future and it's, it's the stupidest thing. I, you know, I have, these, I do it too. Don't I have worry. these little sheets <laughs> and things and I used to get mad because I'm like, I'm literally just sitting here thinking about the future. And then finally this last year, I mean, it's not, you don't want to be living in the future all the time, but then part of it was like, you know, I kind of enjoy thinking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. So just let my, I'm just gonna let myself think about this stuff. Like if I'm going to sit down and kind of plan and think about the future. Well, I'm, uh, there's some enjoyment there as long as I don't just, you know, live in the dream versus try to make it a reality. Um, so I do, I just, I give, I'm a little bit more gracious about thinking about things more Sure. You know, thinking sure. with initiation, but still, um, you know, a lot, little bit of more grace though. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, any other goals or do you want me to tap into mine? I just want to, I want to, I'm not completely anal. And one of the reasons I am thinking about this is, um, is that transition period and transitioning is, I have not lived my life with a lot of intention up until probably the last 15 years. Yeah. As I've said, I didn't know about this stuff early on. I'm trying to do much better with that. And so, um, the reason I'm, I'm kind of breaking this stuff down so micro is because you kind of look, you know, one of the advantages, and I think this comes partly from medicine and partly from, from, from reading is if there's all this research on what makes people or what, what the most satisfied people tend to be like, mm -hmm. and granted, you know, correlation is not causation. Um, but I'm like, well, okay, if I'm going to set myself to a really pro a, a wonderful transition where there's a lot more meaning associated with it. Well, what are those things? So foreclosed connections was one. There's this thing called core pursuits, which are like, 
dedicated hobbies. Like they're more than hobbies or something kind of consuming you in three or more of those is what people who have, who seem to be very satisfied when they transition. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I have any of those core pursuits. <laughs> so I'm like, that's why, that's why I'm, I'm like, I gotta, I'm trying to find this stuff. So yeah. that five years from now, I'm setting myself up where when, you know, when we're doing our thing that, that I'm in a good place and it's, and it's because specifically because I've never been so intentional about living when I was younger and I really want to be intentional now. So just to yeah. add that in there. So people don't think, oh God, Dr. Kukaro, you are really like being really in, uh, micro specific with these things. And it's because I am concerned and I'm planning five years out for this stuff. Well, I think it's good. And it, it sounds like something, it makes sense to maybe one of those pursuits or passions or something of meaning that shared meaning can be something you and your wife can discover together too, you know, like could be yeah. instead could. of it just all being just for you. Cause that might, oh, she's super lucky, rich. man. She's got her core pursuits and she already knows what they are and yeah. they're not all of them, but one of them, I mean, my, she's into the fiber arts and she is a, an addict in a good way. I mean, I tell yeah. her all the time I'm totally jealous because like if if she just stopped working, she would know she has the next like 20 years full of stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'd probably have a sheep in the backyard and I don't know. She says she doesn't <laughs> want one. I'm not sure if I believe that yet. But yeah. Um, yeah. But you guys like traveling together. We we do. Um and or the foodie part. Well, I we I well, we like food and we like cooking. And here's the problem with food and cooking though. Yeah. Is when you're trying to change your body composition, you can't eat in food all the time. And yeah. that's, and that's like the frustrating thing is, is I love food. Like they're, yeah. you know, bad food. I don't want to eat, but there's good food out there. And so um, I know people who travel and they eat all the time. Well, if I travel and eat all the time, then my body comp composition is going to go in a way I don't want it to go. Right. Right. So it has to be um, kind of tempered in there. And then the traveling, um, I don't like buy a lot of stuff. So I do, I do, I'm, I'm a more, I like history. I like, you know, yeah. I like relaxing. I really like going places with, with a group of friends and just like chilling. Yeah. Like that's, I, I'm not a, the, the best vacations we ever take is, is with a group, you know, actually one of my favorites with, with my sister and my brother-in-law and, um, and we literally just did one thing a day. Right. And the rest of the time we just mm -hmm. sat around drinking wine and eating cheese and, and, yeah. and, uh, in all of us. And that's like, that's the way to, for me to do it is you get a place, you get a core group that you're really content with. And then you do these little like, like spokes out. Yeah. And, uh, but not too much. Like there's some people who travel and then they try to do everything. Ah, uh, no, Ugh, can't do that. That can't creates that. stress. It does. Except for the people who like it. Yeah. But, but you're not really like, I don't know. There's like, there's like a depth in chilling out and getting to know people. Like, I don't know. There's, there's that trade-off a little bit. Um, you well, know, the other, the other trade-off and this is in, I, you know, um, don't judge me on this, Yeah. but tours, some people get really upset. They're like, Oh, I would never do a tour. Well, I used to, I used to say the same thing about like cruises, like, yeah. Oh, I never want to do a cruise. And then when we were living in San Diego, my wife's like, we live in San Diego. There's a, there's a cruise hub here we should probably take a cruise i'm like oh i really want to do it but we had little kids and they're like oh this is easy we just drive down there and do it it was a freaking blast yeah like it takes the thinking out of it it takes the thinking out of it and so we have other friends oh we don't want to do a tour i'm like 
well, how do you know you don't want to do a tour? Have you ever done a tour? Like I've never done a multi-day tour with a group where you're, you know, in a, I don't, I don't want to be in a group of a huge bus of 50 people, but in a small, I mean, we, we've done day tours in small groups and they were fun, but in a group where you don't have to think. Yeah. And like, they just like, you're going to, we're going to take you here and we're going to take you here. And I'm like, for someone who thinks all the time, that sounds really nice where I don't have to plan anything. A vacation <laughs> from yourself. That, that sounds super cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. for all your goals, if there was one word for the year of 2023, I'll put you on the spot. What's that? <laughs> so word? I've done that before. Yeah. And it never worked out for me. Yeah. Those goals, like, um, or the the one. So what, what you're referring to is like is the most of, most important thing. Yeah, the theme, and people will say growth, or they'll say change, or or they'll say um, I don't remember the other one. And I have done that. I I don't have my words. And it did absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> like it just it. Yeah. Sometimes I, mean, I think just, it becomes almost a negative. It was like, oh, right. They, everything happened the exact opposite of this word. So maybe I shouldn't write a word down. So I don't have a word. I don't. And that's okay. not to say that's a bad thing. I'm just saying no. for me, it doesn't work. There's a, all different ways of approaching goals. Yeah. Um, well, um, I'll flip the into my goals. Um, I did run. Yeah, into well, this. start with your word. If you have a word. I do. Um, and it'll tie into a few things. So, yeah, so that's your theme, which is a play on the word too. Um, so let me just preface by saying that I saw an email and someone talked about goals and then I kind of morphed kind of like your division of things and my division of things to that person. So I have like a few different like themes or subjects or domains you want to call, but the word of the year was something that was mentioned in that email. I was like, hmm, I wonder what would make sense. And the first thing that came to my mind was connect. Mm. Like connect with myself, connect with others, connect with um, my mind, my body. I mean, I can use that in a lot of different ways. So um, and some of the questions that were asked, like, what do I want? I mean, what is like the hardest thing for me? What is it I truly want that means a lot? You know, even the blue zones, you talked about connections and all those things. And that is just to deepen my relationship, not only with others, but with myself in a way that maybe I've never experienced before, something that can enhance and nurture my own marriage, my friendships, um, even new connections and, and adding more than the few couple of close people I have, um, that live within the realm of my, my home. Um, what do I not want? is just to keep skimming the surface and not deepening that relationship with myself and others. And just each year looks the same. Like, I don't want that. Um, and there was a mention in this email about what's the why for all the things that you're doing. So I think that will help deepen my connection with myself to understand, you know, uh, the importance of why I'm doing those things, maybe strengthen the the drive for those things so those are just some like general questions but when i think of the domains of like the invisible part of my body my mindset my mind um i i think that uh um trying to get out of my own way on a couple of things <laughs> such as uh you know i want to write my first version of a book um that i've been talking about for years 
and I think the uh, PTSD <laughs> of how much it took away from connection with my, my own spouse when I wrote my first book in 2016 or 2015, technically. Um, I need the mindset. I have to just like go forward with it and and not let my anxiety of those things get in the way. Um, I don't consider myself a very anxious person, but I am very hypervigilant and I can uh, overthink things at times, but most time I'm the steamroller. I'll just do things and not even, especially if it's first time, I don't have that, that trauma of, of thinking about those things um, from a visible body physically is very much what you had said earlier. You know um, I want to most, I always like to be lean and strong and get back to my a version of myself. I know, and get more back towards me um, these last few years at the, the pandemic or the poundemic, if you want to call it that, um, took a little toll, um, but I'm sure it was mind associated, not just the body, but I want to get back into the routines of putting in the, the weight work. I mean, being close to 50, I think it's incredibly important. Um, there's plenty of evidence to show that we will lose muscle mass. So I don't want to lose that, um, flexibility. Um, I have a propensity for back pain and uh, other aches and pains. And when I take care of all those portions of my physical health, they, it tends to keep it at bay. Um, I'd like to create something fun in my activity, maybe like climbing a rope. Like I even thought about putting one in my backyard. I don't know. <laughs> you can put a climbing um, wall in your backyard. Yeah. I thought about that. Um, I have a short rope for my sunroom, um, but yeah, I really like to have some a little bit taller. Um, or even the monkey bars, having it like across the back of the fence, like I could mm -hmm. just like go across. Yeah. Um, so I thought about playing with those ideas, but most importantly, starting in January is um, we got a new little bike. Um, and so, and like a stationary one. So I can do all kinds of stuff, run, jog, walk, all that. Um, one thing I want to mention is sometimes combining your domain goals can be really effective. Like, so Corey, my husband and I have been starting, you know, we've been walking together through the pandemic um, and we've been making this more of a habit. So we're incorporating, uh, we call it jog walk, or we accidentally said walk, walk, jock. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but like, we just, we walk together, we catch up, we connect, and then we do some little runs or, or little short jogs and increasing the intensity of what we're doing, but we also do a lot of walking and talking. So um, for those of you that haven't had time, or don't seem to ever have time, it's a way to get out of the house. If you have kids, you can like talk about things without them being there, whatever those things are. So those are just some ideas. Um, I wanna increase the leanness, strength, flexibility, create a little bit more fun into the workouts, um, but keep it consistent. Um, and my diet always seems to improve. Uh, you you kind of know what you need to do anyway, but if I work on the physical part, it always kind of falls into place. Um, and you're more motivated for those dietary changes and eating cleaner. Um, the one thing I'll say is to me, this is like the number one domain to me, all of them are important, but I feel like if you don't have your health, you can't enjoy your wealth and your relationships suffer from it too. In the end, if you don't take care of yourself. So, um, I always, I always seem to like go for that part when I'm trying to improve on things. Um, now, like you said, you can set it and forget it. Like those things you can do anytime. Um, but I feel like, uh, you can't enjoy that wealth 
if you tank out your body, you know, do crap to it all the time. Um, relationships, I definitely want to nurture and instead of waiting for events to happen, create like fun events or, or make up a reason to get together and like create those memories. Um, because when you look at people that are later in life, it's like, what really matters? And you know, people are going to surround you, the people you love and care for. Those are the relationships you nurtured. Those are the ones you created memories together. Those are the ones that are loyal to you that, you know, you've got to do the work so that at end of life, you feel like you have that meaning in those relationships and you're not alone on your deathbed. So um, that's why I, I, I want to work on some of those things. So every month, one or two times, like make a point to get together with a friend. Um, and then um, in, in a personal, like, you know, our, my own intimate relationship is just creating that either a date night <clears throat> every week or every other week and every month create a little adventure, whatever that might be, a little road trip, go do something. <clears throat> and then um, as far as wealth or money, my ultimate goal is to trade less time for money this next year. So um, also just like discovering some, I, I love real estate stuff. Um, actually talking about living in the future. I'm always looking at things in like Australia or New Zealand and see what kind of houses are for sale. And it just, I don't know, it gets me excited. Um, and then uh, uh, not only invest in things for retirement, but in order to trade, not always trade your time for money, I need it to be in my personal uh, personal investments, not just for when I'm <laughs> retiring and can enjoy. So I want on both ends, want to do that. Um, and then impact, making an impact meaning in life. Um, I'm telling myself <laughs> I'm going to do the steps involved to write, even if it's like, you know, not my best first edition, I'm just going to learn how to publish on Amazon and do it myself and create the book. And then once you kind of get that first edition, it's always, you can always go and, and rehash it and do other editions. So that's kind of where I feel like I love teaching, where I feel like I can make an impact, whether it's helping people learn how to do a business of anesthesia and, and like educate people ahead of time and doing things what I think is more the right way and has been proven to be beneficial to patients' anxiety and those things or even in the pain world, make my contribution in some way, no matter how small it might be. Um, Amazon is such a huge search engine that they do a lot of marketing for you. So why not play in that and dabble in it right now while this thing is just like a huge monster? Um, and then time. No one wrote that as a category, but um, where do I want to spend my time? <laughs> I don't want to be in the operating room all the time. So, I mean, I love what I do, but I also want to be doing these things you're talking about, like your little passions and hobbies and stuff, gardening, learning how to do that, maybe some photography, um, spending more time with, you know, friends or my husband doing things. So if you don't carve out the time away from the thing that's taken up most of your time, then you're not going to be able to make those habits or passions happen. And then you're going to be like, oh, I retired. And like, well, now what am I going to do? <laughs> so um, those are those are things. The, the invisible part of the body, the mind, the visible part of the body, the relationships with, yes, myself too, figuring out who, who I am and what I want, but with others and my spouse. 
money, my impact or meaning, and all those tied together. I mean, where do you want to spend your time? You know, you, you don't have all the time in the world. You can't buy time. So, um, but yeah, those that'd are... be better is how do you want to spend your time? Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Where do you want to spend your time? Oh yeah. How do I want to spend my time? Yeah. yeah. But I'm thinking like the domain stuff, how much, how much of your effort is put into all those things, but what, what's taking you away too, from your goals? Like if you're being consumed by one thing, I mean, you're only one human being, how are you going to get those goals accomplished? But, um, a couple of things we talked about in a lot of other episodes, um, not only can you combine domains and achieve a lot of your goals, maybe work on a relationship and a passion or discover a passion and make some new relationships. There's, there's ways of doing that, but you talked about digestible, like little, just doing the little things that, you know, they can get you there. Uh, for the people listening, it's, you can overwhelm yourself with all these details and all these things you want to do. And I think that's the biggest danger. Yeah. And I, and I think too much um, is too much. And, and having done that before, yeah, it's very easy to sell the idea that you should have grandiose dreams and, yeah. the, and write down everything and do it all. Um, and for some, a select portion of the population that does make sense. But the way our minds work is not all the same. Um, and it, it, there's actually one of the things I'm thinking about is there's Heidi Grant Halverson wrote this book. She's talked a lot about prevention versus promotion focused minds and um, promotion focused minds are really much into like big grandiose and action, 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 action. And prevention focused minds are, are, uh, or not, <laughs> they, they, they are, they typically will see what doesn't, you know, something they are, of, there's a lot, lot um, errors of commission versus errors of omission. Errors of commission is when something happens and goes wrong. Uh, if you have a prevention focused mindset that tends to set you back more, you are very, very concerned about those versus in a, prom, a promotion focused mindset as an error of omission, meaning you can do a bunch of stuff and you screw it up. It's not a big deal. But if you don't do something that weighs on you much more, I am very much a prevention minded person. Um, so uh, anyway, so it's kind of being a little, again, being a little bit aware of, of how you set things up. Because if you are someone who is like, go, 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 then you should probably write big grandiose ideas out and, and, and achieve them. But if you are not trying to do that activity that doesn't kind of fit with, with how you process information or how you proceed, isn't it, 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 there's a, it's a realm for potential disappointment because then you're creating this grand scheme. And instead of seeing that, that incremental um, progress that you've made to that, all you see is all the stuff that you haven't achieved, at least on my personal experience with that. And then it becomes very demotivating on that. Yeah. So I would kind of be, you have to have a little bit of self-knowledge when you're trying this stuff. And the other part about with, with goal setting is, is literally just starting it and learning from it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it doesn't, if whatever you try doesn't work, that's not useless. That tells you that didn't work for you. So then like, you can take yeah. that and process it. And as I said, I've been doing this for 15 years. A lot of the stuff I do hasn't worked. I mean, I, be, I I should pull out some of the books and some of the original ones. It's like, oh, come on. This this is crazy. Or, or I literally had like three years in a row and I had wrote the same thing and it didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. So I do want to give, 
a, a rough framework. This is my fa- favorite framework for anything in the world. <laughs> like mm-hmm. any, anything that you're trying to do, this is a teaching framework. It's a way to set up, you know, some of the basic goals or whatever. And the first thing is it's is is the what, why, how, and what's next. It's a, it's a basically a teaching framework. So if you're trying to identify particular goals, I do think having life domains works out really well. I like the health, wealth, relationships, and self. Um, however you choose to do those, people kind of divide, you know, vocation, spiritual, add some other stuff. To me, it doesn't, I just do those four. And then when you're looking at things, well, what is it that you want? What kind of, what's the general idea of what, what you want? If it's a specific thing versus a feeling, why is it important? You know, how, um, or what are the steps that are involved in doing it? So that's the how. And then what's next is really what are the small actions that you can do immediately or what's the, the, the initial actions that you can do versus, because uh, th- there is some, some data on this is if you initiate something quickly and start taking the action versus saying, I'm going to delay and I'm going to start next month. Anytime to delay an action, the likelihood of that action taking place, um, especially if it takes some cognitive load, that there's a demand for you to make a choice versus some automatic thing like, Again, I'm going to save a hundred bucks next month and I'm going to do it by this, by initiating a transaction today. Um, being able to do something quickly is, is, is much more aligned with starting to generate that incremental progress. So what, why is it important? You know, how are you going to do it? What are the immediate steps? And then what next? What are those immediate small actions you can take? Um, and that's, it's just an easy way to, to sort of frame this stuff. If you're just starting out as compared to, um, you know, as I said, writing everything that you want. I mean, I've seen, you know, write everything that you want. Okay. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Some people, you write it down and magically it'll appear. It doesn't tend to work out that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of people that stall too, because things can seem overwhelming, even if they pick out that one thing and that can, it's easier to like, like postpone, you know, and, and procrastinate. And like you said, it becomes easier and easier to procrastinate more and more. Um, but there's that, uh, people stall. And so that whole paralysis analysis. And I think that's the, that that's the advantage of being able to switch between which is more important process oriented versus outcome oriented. Yeah. Um, because if it's something that is difficult and overwhelming, focus on the process. What do yeah. I have to do every day? Yep. If it's something that's that is not so difficult to that um, is more aspirational and you're and you're highly motivated, focus on the outcome for that. Yeah. Um, and again, just for me, if is I, I've had when it's something that is very challenging for me to do, a specific domain that's challenging for me to, for for me to do, the more I focus on the process, the better outcomes I get. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's much, it's so much easier to proceed when everything wants to demotivate you. Sure. Absolutely. Well, speaking of um, goals, we, we talked about personally, some ideas and thoughts about that. Um, why don't we just make a few comments on the goals of the <clears throat> podcast or the community, uh, the change physician community. Um, I can speak to that a little bit because I have, a personal contribution collectively that I'd like to do as a community. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned it before is that we have people signing up for the community and um, I was kind of tasked with helping, uh, you know, 
for those of you that haven't run uh, an online website, it's sometimes easier for like, we kind of like divvy up the, it's like a division of labor here when we do a podcast or community. Um, and I kept saying, I was going to send an email. <laughs> I have yet to send the email for us. Um, but the goal for 2023, you guys can hold me accountable if you'd like, um, is once a month to send out an email to the community. Um, and the biggest reason why is because we want to know what the community wants, what they'd like to see, what they'd like to hear, um, how they'd like to engage. And the one thing we haven't done much is email uh, communication. So a lot of it's been Facebook or YouTube or Instagram and, and occasionally personal emails that come from people on the outside. But um, that's something as a goal for the year. Um, on top of we like to recycle because of the way our podcast um, uh, episodes work. We we do Thursday throwbacks just so that we can recycle some really great interviews from the beginning of this podcast, which, by the way, this is a 232nd. So we've had more than really 231 episodes um, because we've, you know, played things again and whatnot. But uh, anyway, any any thoughts to add to that, Kevin? Yeah, I, I think... Um... Well, we we don't have a great division of labor because you do a crap ton and I don't do a whole lot. And so, oh, well, that's not so true. And I don't mind writing emails, but the problem with it is it's not my it's it's your thing. My and software. I don't, I don't know how to get in there. Like as I said, I'm an inherently a lazy person, so so I don't know how to get in there. Um, but I I do think for the podcast, you know, if it, the the major goal for us is to increase a sense of connection. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we do that by dialoguing with the community because we have done a very poor job of that so far. We've been really focused on just publishing. And the other thing is, um, is just finding interesting guests. I think I, I, we, I like bringing back our returning guests for sure. Um, I would like to get some other new guests in there. So if people have some ideas on that, um, I don't like to play the podcast game where, um, it gets very incestuous and mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people with really great stories and I would love to see more of them have great stories here. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, I think that's important. And the other thing is, um, is people who are doing really interesting things and maybe not the, the traditional way, like how many times you, I mean, I understand while, while the wealth domain is, is such a huge place where people live because it makes yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but really, how often do you have someone to tell you about, I don't know, whatever, there's so many out there. It's like, and, and, and that's the way to do it, I guess. But for us, I, I really want to hear some really, I want interesting stories, I want yeah. interesting stories of, of people. And I want interesting life strategies that don't really just focus on, well, this is how you buy your real estate syndication, or this is how you, you know, do whatever it's, it's. It's it's interesting. It's really interesting to me. Some of the stuff that's most valuable in life is the stuff that we neglect. Like one of the things that you talked about is you said your your special domain was health. Like, and there's some data, you know, as if you are feeling healthy, you tend to also feel better psychologically. It makes it more easy for people to approach you versus if you actually feel ill, um, you tend to not feel well psychologically. And interestingly enough, people tend to tend back. Mm -hmm. Um but the connection piece, so after you hit 70, um, really 70 and above, the most important factor in longevity mm -hmm. is your connections. Mm -hmm. 
so um how, you know i think we should you know not even focus on our connecting with our community but how can we use this podcast to enable tools to increase others to connect with people yep and i think that would be really really interesting because i think you know you're saying you've had difficulty with connection you have a kind of a small pod i have difficulty with connection we're kind of a small pod um we can't be the only two that have difficulty with kind of expanding oh, your circle. Absolutely. So, um, it'll be, I think we should focus on that more this year really is we'll just absorb your word of connection and apply it to the podcast as well. And that's what I felt like really, honestly, everything is this word just resonated with me in like on so many levels. Um, so yeah, I, I, I feel like that's, where emphasis needs to be. And and when you talk about the kind of stories, my one little comment was that I, I think that there are some really, just some really meaningful conversations about the struggles or the challenges, or even like the little things. I mean, I know we had Stephanie Pearson on with disability stuff and, you know, we just really don't know anything about. And I know she's gotten a lot of attention now from a lot of other people who are putting on their podcasts, but um, just a really interesting story. I really love the de novo stories. And I mean that by like, they haven't really been on podcasts or no one's shared it before. Like those discoveries of people that have just like a really cool, like transition in their profession or even just in their own personal development as a physician. Like those are like, I, I agree. Like those things I really want to like to share because it's that intangible stuff, not just the money stuff that I think is really powerful. Cause that's where we struggle. It's usually in here, not just the system that we're <laughs> trying to survive in. But. And that being said, it's very hard to find those people because yeah. the reason that there's people on podcasts over and over and over again is because they speak on podcasts over and over and over again. <laughs> and so they're yeah. easy to find. It's hard to yeah. find the other ones. So yeah. that's where we need you guys. If you guys have an interesting story, whether it's your, or yours or somebody else, submit it and let us know and we'll look into it for sure. Because we want to get, there's a lot of good stories out there that aren't getting told. Yeah, we all have very unique stories. So let's share them. All right. Well, um, do you want to take us out on this uh, final word of connection? Sure. So thank you all for joining us for a little discussion of goals and goal setting. And uh, we're looking forward to this 2023. I hope you guys are as well. And uh, no matter where your goals take you, we'll be here along the way with you. If you want to join the community, you can go to thechangeposition.com. We'll be connecting you with you more this year. <laughs> and until next time, stay well. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com.